Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Free Luft's Lev. It's how it's pronounced correctly. Hey, what's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. Free Lutz Live. Free Lutz Live. Free Lutz Live. I wanted to uh, make sure I was pronouncing that right. So we got that taken care of, but Free Lutz Live, it's a Scandinavian word. It essentially means open air living, and it's really all about just embracing the outdoors no matter what the weather. And I remember reading... That was an outside magazine article several years back talking about this concept specifically in regards to winter. And man, we've had a really nice winter here so far in Colorado. The sun's been out. It's been mild. I've pretty much been wearing shorts and a t-shirt, shorts and a t-shirt most days. And, uh, you know, it's cold in the morning. It gets cold at night, but man, once the sun comes up, it's, it's awesome. So I've really been enjoying that, but we had our first major snow event this past Monday, Tuesday, and it's been quite a while. And I was walking to work, which I've been doing for a few months now, walking every day. And man, it was, it was like the town was going to war against the snow and it snowed maybe an inch or two, you know, in here, it's such a dry snow. It doesn't really stay long, especially once the sun comes out. But I was just, I was more fascinated than anything at, at the way in, in which we were just attacking the snow and the weather. And, you know, there's no cars on the road. No one was out. And what really struck me was I kind of walked through, I, I walked through, I crossed the street. There's a Whole Foods, there's a Chuck E. Cheese, which cracks me up. And then I kind of go past this park and ride area. And then there's a footbridge that goes over the freeway. And then kind of in a, not super sexy office area, but it does have a mountain view. So that's pretty cool. But at this footbridge that goes over the freeway, there was, I've never seen this contraption before. It was like a tractor with this giant brush on the front, similar to if you've ever gone through a car wash, like at a gas station, that big kind of bristly brush that goes over your window is like a giant version of that. And they were just getting, they're just attacking the sidewalk with this thing. And it just, I've never seen it before. And it just, it struck me as fascinating how we fight so hard, especially here in Colorado against the cold and the snow. And, you know, I get it is in the sense of maintaining critical infrastructure as far as emergency vehicles, emergency access, all that stuff. But it just kind of made me think of, I wonder what the economic as well as environmental impact of all this snow removal. And again, I get there's two sides to every story, but it just made me think, you know, there's salt everywhere and the amount of uh, fossil fuel used for all these different contraptions. So, you know, especially like in our little neighborhood, we don't have much to shovel at all. And again, the snow is so light and I grew up in California. So the habit of shoveling is still something I'm developing. I just, I don't have that mental switch. My wife, she's from Minnesota. So she grew up, you know, in the far cold North where the snow just piles up and never goes away. So shoveling, it's, it's more of a habit in her mind. Whereas for me, it's just something I never 
that, that habit was never ingrained. So I'm still, I'm still working on it. But for me, what really clicked with the snow specifically was thinking of it as a workout. It's a great workout shoveling, man. Plus you get to be outside. So I had this weird kind of mental journey of walking in the snow the other day, seeing all this going on and just, just noticing it really for the first time from that perspective, which made me think of the free Lutz live concept and having visited Arctic Norway, shout out to the wild man, Earl monkey, Earl keeping things wild and strong up in Lofoten. But I, you know, I was there early February and man, people are out everywhere, walking, hiking on the beach, doing all kinds of stuff. It was really cool. And, um, I just, I think that's something in the States we might be lacking a little bit more of is that free Lutz live concept, that open air living. And let's see what the, the BBC had a really concise definition here. So it translates literally as fresh air life or open air living. It's all about embracing the great outdoors, whatever the weather being active and immersing yourself in nature. And Scandinavians spend time outdoors no matter what season it is. And again, I think, you know, if you live in SoCal, you probably don't experience this much. But, you know, in Colorado, we get a decent winter here. But again, it's still pretty mild. But, you know, there's so, it's like, yes, the snow and ice does shut down certain things. But it also presents new opportunities, cross-country skiing, snowboarding, ice climbing, and, you know, to be honest, I've done probably more miles trail running just out of Boulder here. I've probably done more miles on the trails in winter and early spring than probably any other season. Specifically because during summer I'm up in the higher mountains. But in the trails just outside of town, which we have awesome world-class trails. Super, super fortunate to live so close to all this. But I've probably spent more time on these trails training for ultra marathons, you know, running essentially on snow. And once the trail gets packed, it's a really pleasant medium to run on. It, it lowers the impact a little bit. And even if it's icy, if you throw on a pair of micro spikes, which I believe that's the actual brand name. Let me, uh, let me confirm this for anyone that might look it out, look it up. Excuse me. Micro spikes. So, are these the right ones? So I just want to make sure I'm telling you the right brand. Yeah. So it's the brand is called Katula. That's K A H T O O L A, but they make something called micro spikes. And it's essentially like they're little metal spikes with chains that attach to your shoes and you throw them on and they're like mini crampons. I've actually done some like pretty, I'll say moderately intense mountaineering, just wearing these. But man, on the trails, especially when they're new and the points are a little sharper, if it's icy, I mean, you can run all day long. They might shift a little bit, so you have to adjust it on your foot. You know, maybe, you know, if you're out for five, six hours, you might have to do that a couple of times. But if you're only doing like an hour, two hour run, you probably are fine, especially depending on if you're doing a lot of up, down, or side to side type of stuff. But they're super comfortable on the shoes. I wear them on uh, my Ultra Lone Peak fours, which have a little more cushion underneath, which helps with the traction. But even when I would wear them with like a real minimalist barefoot shoe, 
I'd wear them, you know, run in the snow, they're fine. So there's like these little, like these little bits of technology that just make getting out that much easier. And what I've noticed, especially I've been kind of intentionally wearing shorts and a t-shirt or just a t-shirt on my walks to and from work. And then I'll go trail run in the morning or afternoon. Sometimes I'll go shirtless actually, but I've noticed that now when it's like really cold and I put on maybe a fleece, it feels like, you know, a mountaineering level down jacket. So I'm definitely noticing this acclimatization to cold and just being much more resistant to cold. I think it's, it's definitely a mindset thing as well. So going on this journey of what this podcast is turning into, but continuing down the journey. So I was doing a little research on the free Lutz live concept and I came across this article. Well, let me take a step back. So I think part of embracing the getting outside, no matter what the weather, no matter what the season is, it's you need to create an environment and a practice that makes it more conducive to do that. And, I've talked about this all the time in regards to fitness and movement, but I think honestly, sometimes walking or riding or as an article I found swimming can be much faster than driving in a lot of situations. And for me, for sure, where I'm at now, I think my walks, it's like a little bit over a mile, but driving might be faster, but i guarantee, especially if there's heavy commute traffic, walking for sure is faster, getting stuck at the lights and all that. And plus it's just, man, there's like those little hits of stress you get being in traffic and it's, you can never get that time back that you spent in the car. And there's a guy, he just, he lives maybe 15, 20 miles North. His name, he has a website called Mr. Money Mustache. I've, I'm pretty sure I've referenced him before, but he, uh, He's really a pro bike, at least in town. And, you know, he pretty much runs all his errands and, you know, anything that's reasonably reasonable, he rides his bike to. And he, he had a great analogy. I'm not sure if that's the right word. He had a great, I guess, concept or idea of thinking of, think of, think of your car as an expensive wheelchair. And for whatever, for whatever reason, that really just struck with me and stuck in my mind and. I've since kind of had this, what's the right word? I've since become very averse to driving and trying to essentially avoid driving at at almost all costs. You know, there's, again, there's just certain times where it's just, it's more or less impossible or whatever, but for things that it's like a little bit inconvenient, I've really been trying to ride my bike or walk more for the last several years. And, you know, I think all that movement adds up and like all those little bouts of cardio of movement and just being outside, I think they add up to really your health and wellness and probably happiness. And again, thinking back to it more like as a purely efficient or, you know, walking, riding purely for efficiency. I went to school in Washington, DC, epic traffic, never owned a car out there, never drove really at all. But man, when I had my bike, I, for some reason I didn't get a bike till 
after living there for a few years. But once I got it, it's like there were trips that you would take a cab and it would take, you know, it could take an hour to get across town in a cab. But once I got the my bike, it would take me maybe 20, 30 minutes. It was awesome. So there, there's definitely some efficient efficiencies you can get, even though you have to do more work, which, you know, I readily look forward to 99.9% of the time versus having to drive. So again, I know everyone's got different situations, but even if you can add a little bit more of this into your life, especially in wintertime when we tend to be cooped up a little bit more, we're not getting as much more sunlight. Think about that free Lutz live concept, embrace the weather. And you can kind of even think of it as like a form of a workout or a form of environmental conditioning as well. Right? So when it's cold, you're getting these inputs that are good for your system. They make you more robust. They make you anti-fragile, all that. So I thought that was kind of a, an interesting thought journey to go on, but yeah, there was just something about these like futuristic snow scrubbing machines that really, again, it wasn't like I was disgusted. It wasn't like I had this really negative reaction to it. I was just, it was more of a fascination of this battle against nature and the elements and all that. So thank you monkeys for listening you guys are enjoying this podcast. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the feedback. I love getting questions from you guys. And if you could share it, that really helps to spread the good word of the wild and grow the monkey family. So thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys out there. Monkey on.